bless your name. We thank you for the ministry of music. We thank you for the lordship of Jesus Christ. And God, as we sit in our tents, we pray that you would speak to our hearts, move by your spirit, encourage, strengthen, call, oh God, our lives to order and have your way in our lives. Convict, convince, if need be, convert. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Church, say amen. amen. Truly God is an awesome, awesome, awesome God. Bless his name. We thank God for the ministry of dance. Oh, y'all was pushing that thing out this morning. Bless the Lord. And the ministry of music by our illustrious choir. Amen. What causes us to produce 
Holy Ghost feel worship is not an act or a put on. It's not a choir rehearsal. It's not a rehearsal. What pushes us to the brink, amen, of shouting are reruns. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, Hallelujah. Now, now let me let me let me let me say this. Some, the reason some folk can't shout when they come to church because they have so much junk built up that they can't get through to the spirit. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you come in this place and realize what worship is all about, worship is not you putting on a show. Worship is showing through you that the Lord is real. Amen? And listen, I've seen people break out in a shout during announcements because at announcement time, they suddenly start thinking about the goodness of the Lord. They don't need an organ, they don't need a choir, they don't need an audience, they just break out. Can I get a witness? Amen. And we praise the name of Jesus, St. Matthew, because the Lord Jesus is real. I'll say it to the day I die. If it were not for him, if it, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, where would we be? Every step of the way, he walks with me. He talks with me. He tells me that I'm his own. And even in those low moments when I didn't have the strength to pray, he still took over. Can I get a witness? Isn't he worthy? Isn't Jesus worthy? He's worthy to be praised. Praise his name. I want to thank our dancers, thank our choir, thank our musicians. Praise the Lord. Amen. Truly God is good. Now, at the beginning of the year, as I said this morning, we started out with stewardship, moved to steadfastness, moved to submission, moved to sacrifice, and today we moved to standing. Stand. Stand. And um, my sermon today is the grandstand. Grand stand. Let me let me preface let me preface by saying it's not always easy to stand. Sometimes God will lead us into a storm to show us what's in us. Can I get a witness? You don't even realize you weep until you get in a storm. Do I have a witness? You, you, you don't even realize that you're not living by faith till you get in the midst of a storm. Amen. And, and, and one of the things I like about my God is that 
the Lord does not wait on me to help him out. The Lord has already worked it out. Can I get a witness? Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. So we thank the Lord from whom all blessings flow. One of the believers' greatest assets is their faithful ability to stand in the midst of adversity. And this ability to stand denotes a confidence in our Christ who comes alongside of us and calms a crisis, cancels out our overwhelming concerns and moves us to commitment. And our ability to stand speaks volumes of God's victorious voice from within the believer. All through the scriptures, believers are called to stand in a place of problematic situations that promote his worship, his waiting on deliverance, and of course, his warfare. That one of the things we're going to look at this morning momentarily is that there are many, many Greek words for stand, three of which I want to use this morning, a whole lot of derivatives on this word stand. First, stand denotes the word meno, M-E-N-O, to abide under another's power. And then histomai is another word for stand, which means to stand by. And then paristomai, para, alongside, to stand knowing someone is alongside of you. Can I get a witness? And, and in these three stands, we're going to if, if investigate the fact that the first stand deals with our righteousness. We call it standing. Our standing in Christ determines our righteousness. Our stand by Christ determines our relief. And our stand for Christ determines our reassurance. That when we begin to look at the Word of God, and we are Bible-centric in this church, we preach and teach the Word of God. And I want you to turn to Romans chapter 9, <coughs> Romans chapter 9, excuse me, and I want to look at this chapter that the book of Romans the theme is chapter 1, verse 17, that the righteousness of God is seen in the Lord Jesus Christ. How to get right with God is only through Jesus and Jesus only. Amen. When you get to chapter 9, it deals with Israel of the past. Chapter 10, Israel of the present. 
chapter 11, Israel of the future. And it's in this context of chapter 9, the Israel of the past, that they had principles and privileges, covenants, distinction, amen, and came under the sovereignty of God's will. And it's here that we begin to see, amen, we laid it out this morning, a believer's standing in their righteousness. Now, what do you mean by that? Well, their call, and then we're going to move on to their new creation. Uh, a lot of this has not been taught from the pulpit, and so people are somewhat ignorant of what modes and methods Almighty God used to save us. So when we begin to look at chapter 9, and we're dealing with this call in verse, hang in there with me, in verse 11, look what it says. For the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, sin has nothing to do with this. They did no good, no evil, that the purpose of God, according to election, might, here's that word, stand. Not of works, but of him that calleth. Now, now, now let me stop Paul's apart, because Paul, the apostle, is laying out the fact that our call to salvation through imputation, through justification, through sanctification, to glorification, our call, God calling you out, and we're going to deal with this, and we've dealt with it in the past, had nothing to do with your family tree, had nothing to do with your sins, had nothing to do with your works, that when God decided to save us, it was sovereignly up to him. For by grace are you saved, love you don't deserve, through faith, and that faith is not yours. It's a gift of God, lest any man should start boasting. So we are only saved by a sovereign act of God. My God. My God. You say, well, how did I get saved? Well, God came in and started opening up your eyes to truth. Somebody you grew up with, somebody in your own home, somebody that you know, they're still blind. They can't see. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and it's here, it's here that Paul's argument is it was said, verse 12, unto her, her who, Rebecca, um, the mother of twins, and the twins are Jacob and Esau. Are you, are you with me? The elder, the oldest, will be submitted and serve the younger. Now, we said this this morning. It's not the first time God did this because when you go back to Abraham, um, God 
allowed Abraham to have Ishmael as the older, but his choice was with the younger Isaac. Can I get a witness? And the allegory that's in Galatians chapter 5 of uh, Ishmael representing the flesh and Isaac representing the spirit. And when he said to Abraham, hear your wife, put the woman and her son out of the house. They cannot coexist. God was painting an allegory that the flesh and the spirit cannot coexist. You, you, cannot, you cannot obey the flesh and the spirit. Can I get a witness? You get that going home. But it's here that God says in verse 13, as it is written back in Genesis, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Now, 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 when you look back in the history of these two boys, Jacob was worse off than Esau. Jacob was a slanderer, a slickster. Jake, Jacob was a mess until God converted him to Israel. Can I get a witness? So, so, so when you get to verse 14 of, John, uh, of, of Romans chapter four, uh, 9, what shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. For he saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then, now, pay close attention to the verbs in verse 16. So then it is not of him that willeth. Stop. Your will has nothing to do with you being saved. It's not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth. Another verb. Are you getting this? But of God that showeth mercy. For the same purpose he told Pharaoh I, that I might have, show my power in thee that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore, verse 18, he hath mercy on whom he hath mercy and whom he will. He hardeneth that will say then unto me, why dost thou yet find fault? For who have resisted his will but nay, O man, who art thou that replies against God? Shall the thing formed creature tell the creator what to do? Have not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor, another unto dishonor? Now, this is very, very deep doctrine that you and I who are saved had nothing to do with our salvation. You didn't come to your senses and say, let me accept Jesus Christ. You didn't get tired of sin because you ain't tired of sin. You, you didn't get tired of sin and say, let me go to church and give my life to Christ. You didn't suddenly stop smoking your stuff, drinking your junk, shooting up your other stuff and say, let me stop and give my life. No, you didn't do none of that. God, Jesus said, no man can come unto me unless the Father draws him and all that comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. What are you saying, preacher? Well, well, well I, we, we are, listen, a believer's standing in righteousness, Mino, 
is that there is a power under us that has called us. Now, let me stop, Paul. There are some late nights I, I sit up and, 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 and review my life. And every time I do that, tears come to my eyes, Bruce. Because the more I study this word, the older I get, I'm realizing that from the time, before I came out my mother's womb, the Lord's hand was on me. I wish I had a witness up in this house. Now. And, and even some of the people I, I, I hung with, went to school with, was in the military with, some of them are dead and in hell. But God just made a way. Every, every time it looked like I was about to go the wrong, the, some, the spirit of God, some, something took place. Can I get a witness? I'm, I'm preaching up in this place. Child, 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 it, it, it was not an accident. There are no accidents in Christ. There are appointments. You know why you're here this morning? You had an appointment. To be in church this morning. You have an appointment with death. You, you have an appointment. I'm preaching now. You, you have an appointment by God. We, we, we live by these appointments. Thank you, Jesus. And, 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 and child of God, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm filled up when I start thinking about the Lord. He bought me from a mighty long way. Old folks say, through many dangers, toils, snares. The word snares mean traps. I, I've already come. Can I get a witness? That Satan can work it in, but God gonna work it out. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. Can I get a witness? There is no, there, there are no accidents and no coincidences to your life. God had his hand on you when you didn't even have your hand on yourself. God, God, God pulled you out of Ek. He, God called you out. Ek. God, Lord have mercy. God saved you. He sanctified you. He, he gave you discernment. He gave you discernment. He gave you direction. He gave you deliverance. It wasn't your parents. It wasn't, Lord have mercy, your pastor. It was Jesus. That's why Jesus in the New Testament, in John, amen, he told Zacchaeus, he said, I saw you. Zacchaeus said, where? He said, under the sycamore tree. Zacchaeus said, how did you see me on the sycamore tree? Listen, and Jesus was implying, I saw you from eternity. Lord, you had an appointment to be under the sycamore tree because I was coming past the sycamore tree. Y'all ain't getting this. Woman at the well, you had an appointment to be at the well so I could save your soul. Can I get a witness? Child of God, when you begin to look at this word, mean all this, abiding, that God says, I'm your standing in righteousness. And he says right there, of the same lump. You take a clay, same lump of clay. The Adolf Hitler came out of Al Capone, Idi Amin, same, same lump of clay. That people who are in hell screaming today, you and I was the same lump of clay. God said, I took from the same lump and I pulled you out of the lump and start fashioning you, start making you, molding you, shaping you. So you don't have 
a right, Lord have mercy, to brag. For by grace are you saved. When you see somebody eating out the garbage cans, we see a prostitute on the street. When you see, when you see somebody that's out there doing, doing, doing all kinds of stuff, you need to understand, but for the grace of God, there goes I. Keep that in mind. Can I get a witness? Amen. So he's talking about a call to salvation. You know what that'll do? That'll humble you. To know that if it had not been for the Lord, I'd be in hell this morning. Can I get a witness? If it had not been for the Lord, I would have had AIDS this morning. I know I would have had AIDS. Can I get a witness? Some of y'all sit out there cutie pie. You would have had them too. Can I get a witness? You smoked a bad bunch. You smoked a bad batch. You took a bad state up. But God, but God was good. In fact, in fact, if I had time, he really brought you back from the dead. You was a mummy coming out of the tombs. And Jesus said, loose him. In the name of Jesus. Can I get a witness? Didn't he loose us? Satan had to give us up. Satan had to give us back. Because whatever the Lord calls for is got to come. Can I get a witness? God can't call and you say no. God can't call and you say I think about it. When he calls, you got to come. Do I have a witness up in the house? But not only is call, but in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, don't turn, his creation through regeneration, a process of the new birth. John 3, 3, Ephesians 2, 1 and 3, amen. And you who were dead, doomed, disobedient in your trespasses and sins, hath he now called Lord, have mercy. He called me out of darkness and translated me into his marvelous light. Look what he says. He says, if any man, woman or child, be in Christ, preposition in, once you're in, you can't get out. Can I get a witness? Oh, y'all can't say amen to that. Once you're in, you can't get out. Once you're saved, you can't be lost. Can I get a witness? Once your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life, it can't be erased. Do I have a witness? Y'all don't even know what you believe. Can I get a witness? Uh, child, child, child of God, he says all things are passed away. Now, now here's what Paul is talking about in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. The old things are because of the process of regeneration, which the church doesn't even talk about anymore. When I receive Jesus, when I believe and receive Jesus Christ into my life, believing he died for my sins at Calvary's cross, shed his blood, was went to the grave, rose the third day with all power in his hand, he's God's only begotten son. Once I receive that with a repentant heart over my sin, yeah, let's throw that in there too, God, the Holy Spirit, starts to live in me. And then he starts a process of regeneration. Are you getting this? Regeneration means old values, old systems, old priorities, old beliefs, old plans, 
are passing away. Evil and sin is still there because there's no eradication of the flesh nature. Are you getting this? But the true believer is no longer under control. All right, let me, let me, let me, let me take this slow now. I have the old nature, I have evil, I have sin, I have the capacity to sin. I have my feelings, I have my memories of my sin, but because of the new nature, because of the process of regeneration, God says, amen, you don't have to obey it. You don't have to be controlled by your sin nature. Are y'all getting me? If you cuss, it's because you want to cuss. If you drink, it's because you want to drink. I'm preaching already, God. Can I get a witness? If you're disobedient, because you want to be those, you don't have to do anything because, listen, Romans 6 says, sin, the sin principle, shall not have dominion over you. Lord, have mercy. So old things are passing away. Stuff that I had no control of, now they don't control me. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? Come on now, you know, I, I gotta... I gotta have a, I gotta have a smoke. I gotta have a jeep. I gotta have, I, I gotta have it. I gotta have it. I gotta have it. God says you don't have to have it. I'm preaching up this place, God. You really don't have to have it. Why? Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I'm preaching liberation to somebody, and some of y'all don't want liberation. You want it because you want it. Can I get a witness? Joanna, you listening to me? You don't have to have it. Well, praise the name of Jesus. Dance on that one, baby. Dance on that one. You don't have to have it. Old things are passed away. Old controls. Think about the old controls we had on our lives. Old controls are passing away. All things are becoming new. God, God, God is saying, I'm giving you a new perception of everything, a, a new re reality a new eternality, a new, a new perspective on temporal things. That's why James, James, James says something interesting in James, I think it's chapter 3. He said, faith without works is dead. Are you getting this? True biblically based faith must have works to prove the faith. You say, well, I believe what, a, what a the devil believes. And trembles. So whenever you say you believe, what is backing up your belief system? I believe God. Well, why won't you worship him? I believe the law. Why won't you obey him? Can I get a witness? Uh, why won't you serve him? Why? Why? Come on now. You can talk back to me. Why? Why won't you keep his principles if you really believe God? Old thing. 
are passing away. He says, look, old things are passing away, all things become new, and then finally, all things are of God. Our sovereign God who transforms Christians into, listen, regenerated beings gives us a ministry of reconciliation. So now what God puts inside of you is the desire to get others saved. Can I get a witness? Do y'all have any idea what I'm talking about? It's not good enough for you to be saved. Now you want to see somebody else saved. Can I get a witness? He gives you the unction of the Holy Spirit to want to tell somebody else about Jesus Christ. You don't sit on your faith. You share your faith. Can I get a witness? Well, can I ask you a question? How is it Jesus? How Jesus? Can I get a witness? Well, well how did you? Jesus. Oh, you, oh, 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 I'm preaching up in this place. Can I get a witness? Child of God. And every time you say Jesus, he's testified. Every time you say Jesus, the testimony of him goes up. Every time you say Jesus, you have just witnessed to somebody. You, you have just helped to save somebody. You have just secured somebody. You have just, yeah, matured somebody. You have just secured somebody. I'm preaching up in this place. Just say in the name of Jesus. Stand. My standing in Christ is an imputation of his righteousness which brings a justification and sanctification and glorification to me. Mino, to stand under the power of another. I'm only saved and going to glory because of him. Can I get a witness? If it had not been for him, I'd be in hell. If it had not been for him, I would have never had my eyes open. If it had not been for him, my heart would have never changed. If it had not been for him, my feet would have never ain't changed directions. If it had not been for him, I wouldn't have woke up this morning. If it had not been for him, I'd be in a bad way this morning. Can I get a witness? He, he deals with a believer standing And you better know your standing. That's part of the problem in the church right now. You got one denomination talking about speaking in the tongue for standing. You got another denomination talking about dancing for standing. Another singing for standing. They don't even understand your standing has nothing to do with you, your will, your running. Can I get a witness? Your standing is him. Why, why are you say, Why did God save you? I don't know. But I'm so glad he did. Can I get a witness? We're not worthy to be saved. Can I get a witness? And it's free. It's free. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to earn it. You can't earn it. It's free. That's why hell going to be so hot. Because people are rejecting a free gift. Can I get a witness? He paid for the price. 
All he wants us to do is accept it. Are you getting this? Look at the second thing real quick. Not only a believer's standing, which is their watch it, righteousness, but a believer's stand by is their relief. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 16 to your right. Come on, 1 Corinthians 16. I'm trying to teach you some deep doctrine today. 1 Corinthians 16. You got it? And this word stand, histomai, histomai, excuse me, to stand set, to stand firm, to stand focused, to stand. Look at this. Hang in there with me. Look at verse 13. A. Watch ye. Now stop. When I'm histomai, when I'm standing by the Lord, he gives me an unction to watch. What am I watching for? Well, we are watching for the roaring lion of 1 Peter 5.8. Satan is walking back and forth looking for you to have a misstep. Waiting for you to get weak. Seeking whom he may devour. Here's the scary thing about Satan. He's relentless. If he comes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, he doesn't take a break Saturday. Are you getting this? And here's what he says. If this doesn't work, this will. So he changes his tactics. So the Bible says, watch ye, watch the roaring lion, but also watch the promised lion of the tribe of Judah who's coming back for us. Now, 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 let me give you some simplistic Christian theology. You know why the church is so dirty? You know why the world is in the church, churches in the world? Because we're not even taught, first of all, the Bible, but secondly, we're not taught what the early apostles and disciples taught. They taught that the Lord's coming was imminent at any time. You know what that'll do for you? If you think Jesus is coming back at 5 o'clock before the 6 o'clock Super Bowl, it's going to help you stay clean because you don't want your Lord finding you in dirt. Oh, I'm preaching. Church doesn't even teach that anymore. We, we have been lulled to sleep. Look, you come to church, you want to hear, hear a hit for your help? Oh, I like that song the choir sang. Boy, I got, boy, Lord, the Lord really blessed me through that song. You got about a thousand songs at home. You ain't come here blessed. You ain't getting this. What we don't understand is that every day I get up could be my last day. Every morning could be the benediction of my life. 
Every Sunday could be the benediction of my worship down here. Can I get a witness? So therefore, all week I need to pay attention to how I'm living. Pay attention to how I'm talking. Pay attention to how I'm praying. Can I get a witness? He says, watch ye. Look, look at a second. Stand fast. Is that word stand? Histomai. Stand fast in the faith. A massive oak tree begins with a little small nut that will not give ground. It's successful. Listen, and here, 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 here's what Paul is painting the picture. Stand fast in the faith that there are people who begin stuff and won't finish. Some of you husbands, your wives ask you to fix the shelf. You began with one nail, you never finished it. So now she goes out and get a carpenter and pays him to finish. Now you're getting angry. Some of us do not finish what we start. Some of y'all started discipleship classes. They ain't been back since. Leave that one alone. I thought I'd throw that in there. Some of y'all don't tithe, you tip. Some of y'all don't serve, you sit. Oh, this rhyming is getting good, isn't it? We never finish what we start. But he that hath begun a good work in you will keep on doing it to the day of Jesus Christ. Stand fast in the faith. Finish what you start. Don't fizzle out with some excuse. Excuses are the monuments of nothing. I don't like quitters. I don't like people that make a lot of excuses. Because at 17, I was in the military during Vietnam. They said, suck it up, soldier. Suck it up. Suck it up. Turn to your name and say, suck it up. Get tough-minded. Nobody wants to hear your crying. Join the club. <laughs> Stand fast in the faith. Jesus said in John 17, Father, I have glorified thee on earth. Listen, I have finished your work that you gave me to do. Now, give me back my glory. Notice the glory doesn't come to the finish to the product is finished. See, saints of God, here's what I'm trying to get you to see. I don't care how long I've been here, it doesn't matter. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. No, you have so many years, doesn't mean a thing. It's how I go out. Can I get a witness? Oh, you ain't getting this. I'm running this agony, this race. And I mean this agony. Isn't it agony? Let me tell you what determines faithfulness. I preached this before. 
Faithfulness is not just something in God's imagination. Faithfulness says, in order for Raymond Gordon to be faithful, I'm going to put something in front of him. I'm going to put an objective in front of him to meet. And while he's running to meet it, I'm going to let all obstacles get in the way. And his ability to run over the obstacles and run through the obstacles and get up under the obstacles just to be faithful determines his faithfulness. Y'all ain't getting this. So I'm going to let hell break out in the marriage. I'm going to let hell break out in his health. I'm going to let hell break out in his money. I'm going to let obstacles get in the way just to see if he stops and crumbles up or if he just has the stick to the steadfastness the, the, the determination, mom, to keep on keeping on. Yeah. And when you go back to uh, Hebrews 11, that hall of fame of faith, everybody only finished after they dealt with the obstacles that God allowed. Well, you know, I, I, would, I would like to come out and help out with the youth, but... I'm I'm on I'm on blood pressure medicine and I, I and I I'm I'm kind of weak at night. Well, press through the weakness. Come on, come on, come on out anyway. Pop your pills and come on out, and watch and watch and watch the Lord bless you. In fact, if you're not careful, you might be healed on the way going. Jesus said, and as you are going. Yeah, I'm preaching. I'm tired of y'all sitting on y'all butt. Y'all need to get up, Doc. Can I get a witness? Get up. Get busy. Get serious for Jesus. Can I get a witness? I know y'all don't want to hear, but look at this. Quit you like men. Act like a man. You know why a lot of our men are messed up? You sisters. You, si you sisters. You sisters. Because you want to mommy them. You want to keep making excuses for them. I'm preaching up in here. Yeah, with the kids and then with your husband. Let them learn to be men. Encourage them. Don't, you know, don't, don't disrespect them, but encourage them. Say, baby, you can do this. Now, come on. I'm praying, praying for you to do. You know, come on. Want you to, come on, baby. You can, come on, baby. Go to court tonight. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on with me. Let's go to court. Let's go to court. Come on. You know, you learn, learn. <laughs> baby, go to the table and sign up for the men's retreat. I'll pay for it. Come on. Come on. In fact, I'll pay for the next three. Come on. Come on. You need, you need to go. You need to go. It's the honest to God truth. And I don't mean no harm, but we baby these men. Years ago, when I was doing all the counseling, I had a young man. He, uh, he made an appointment to come and see me as pastor, and I said this morning, I pulled him in my study, shut the door, I prayed with him, I said, how can I help you, brother? 
And he said, there, start crying. I said, he said, what? I, I don't know what to do. I said, what's wrong, man? Listen to this. He said, my wife is angry with me. And she won't cook. And, and I haven't eaten in three days. I started to smack him out of my office, man. Are you out of your mind? Come up, taking my time, talking about something. That dumb? women have married little boys and some men have married little girls uh oh you're getting quiet on me. can I get a witness yeah act like a man be responsible do those things that are expected of you are you praying with me I was telling them this morning, it was snow on the ground. My phone was ringing off the hook, 6 o'clock this morning. Pass the snow out here. Don't call me. They say, call Lorna. Don't call me. I paid my dues. I was opening up the church across the street, taking the alarm off, shoveling, putting the heat on, putting the lights on, sweeping. I ain't doing that no more. No more, Dad. Thank you, Jesus. Leave that one alone. Hey, well, well, it's ice. Well, you had ice in the world. You kept going. In the name of Jesus. We, we can, listen, grow up. Don't we have to grow up? Pouting about everything, and I don't know if I'm going to make it. I think I'm a die. Well, die! Sick of that. Go on and die. Tired of hearing that same line. We'll say something nice over you. Yeah, you, you know, we just want, listen, listen, because everything you're suffering through, everybody else suffering through. We all got kids we worried about. We praying about them. Isn't that right? Come on now. Quiet, what time you got to get up to be here to sing for both services? Five o'clock. Five thirty. Any other times up here? That's, that's interesting too. They sing on the first and third Sunday. They got to get up at five o'clock to be faithful. Service starts at ten thirty. And I notice a whole lot of y'all are just like Dracula. I mean, just like the mummy. This is after offering. One day I'm going to trick you. I'm going to take the offering up at the end of the service. <laughs> I'm going to say, now not to him. <laughs> Look at this. Quit you like men. Look at the next. Be strong. Like Moses told his protege, Joshua, be strong. We got to learn to be strong. Can I get a witness? 
And look at the final exhortation, verse 14. Let all your things be done with love. Uh-oh. Do you speak the truth in love? You can cuss somebody out and tell them the truth. Everything we do and say, is it really in love? And listen to this, saints. What is the motive for you saying and doing it? I was laughing during my anniversary, and I appreciate all your gifts and your love, your coming to the banquet. Some people do stuff for themselves Amen. at your expense. Getting quiet on me now. It's not for me. It's really for you. It's a time for you to be noticed. See, when it's for me, your main objective is for me to be pleased. Not for how, what platforms you got for yourself. I wasn't born yesterday. Can I get a witness? Child of God, you, you, you know, and, and the thing is, amen, that when it says, let all things, let all your things be done with love. Can you really say that everything we do for others is in love? That's right. mm. And the answer is no. It's not in love. So, <laughs> I love this. I love this stuff. You know, not, let, me, let, me, let me tell you one of my flaws. I have many. I don't always speak the truth in love. Because, you know, military, plus I'm a fusser, so when I start fussing, you know, ain't in love. Man, that's trifling. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you we got to learn to love people in liberating them. Listen, listen to what Pastor's saying. I may not agree with your lifestyle. I may not agree with the way you think. I may not agree with your decision making. I may not agree how you see things, but in love. I may not agree with your sexual orientation. I may not agree with whatever, but in love. Love will cover a multitude of sins. And here's how you do this in love. You say, you know what? I love you. I don't agree with you, but I love you. Can I get a witness? That's for our kids. That's for one another. We have to do all things in because Jesus is love. Amen? Are y'all talking back to me? He talks about this matter of, watch this now, standing by, histomai, to stand set, firm, focused, watching, standing, quitting like men, being strong, doing all things in what a list. Look at the final thing, and I want to deal with this. Uh, finally, a believer's stand in their reassurance. Go back to Exodus chapter 14 as we close. This word stand, watch how this comes up differently because this is paristomai, para is around. You, you are standing because someone is standing next to you. And, and in Exodus chapter 14, 14, do you have it? Come on now, you got to get there. Exodus 14, verse 13. 
And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not! Now, 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 now watch this. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Let me stop. Let's reverse that sentence. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord and you have no reason to fear. Notice what's here. The reason we can stand is because we're not afraid. I will, I will not fear what man can do unto me, said the psalmist. All the attention is on the Lord. The Lord is beside you. You know the context. Moses running to the Red Sea and Pharaoh's chasing him and, 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 and the sea's in front of him, Pharaoh's behind him. And, and, and when you read this context, the people are murmuring because it was a mixed multitude. You mean you brought us out of Egypt to get killed in the sea? And Moses is looking to God and God says, take, take, take the rod in your hand Stand still and, look what he says, don't be afraid. Maybe this week something may come up that looks like fear. And God is saying, I'm beside you. Don't be afraid. Mm. Mm. Your enemies can't hurt you. Don't be afraid. Your past won't catch up with you. Don't be afraid. Your children will not demolish. Don't be afraid. Your marriage is going through, but it's not going to evaporate. Don't be afraid. He, he, he says in verse 13, don't be afraid. Somebody said fear is an acronym that means false evidence appearing real. Satan is good at that, isn't he? There are times I'm at home and I'll get a letter and every, I'm, I'm learning to pray over every letter. You don't know what's in it. I get a letter, I open it up. Here's a letter from a court, a lawyer, something like this. And I get a letter, I'm opening it up and the Lord said, don't be afraid. It's junk mail, throw it out. Don't be afraid. When you go in for a physical examination, don't be afraid. Your life and times are in my hand. I'm preaching to somebody up in here. Don't be afraid about next year because you ought to be living day to day. I got your back. He, he says, don't be afraid in verse 13, but look at verse 14. Stand still. See the salvation of the Lord. The Lord will, what? Fight for you. Second Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat, you need not fight in this battle. The battle belongs to the Lord. Too many of us want to fight the Lord's battles. Then we get beat up. Can I get a witness? The battle belongs to him. Lord, this is your battle. This is your fight. This, this is your face-to-face encounter the Lord will what fight for you it doesn't say when the Lord will fight for you it says the Lord will fight for you 
It doesn't say how the Lord will fight for you. It says the Lord will fight for you. Sometimes, amen, the Lord may have you start the fight and he'll finish it. But the Lord will fight for you. Sometimes before you can throw your hands up, the Lord has already ended the fight. The Lord will fight for you. Sometimes before you even know you got an enemy, the Lord has already beat your enemy. The Lord will fight for you. Won't he fight for you? He'll fight your enemies. He'll, he'll fight. He'll fight. He'll, he'll, he'll fight. He'll fight. He'll fight anything coming up at you. The Lord specializes in fighting for you. Little David, the ruddy little boy, raising up sheep, said, how can an uncircumcised Philistine defy the armies of the Lord? And his own brothers got angry with him, didn't they? You ain't nothing but a show-off. And David said, I'll fight him. And Saul said, his King Saul, nine feet tall. Saul says, well, take my armor. And David tried to put on Saul's armor. David said, I can't fight in your armor. You ain't getting this. You can't fight in somebody else's armor. So David took what he knew best. He took a little slingshot and put a stone in the slingshot. And he wound the slingshot up and he, listen, he let the stone go. And the Holy Ghost grabbed the stone and stared the stone into Goliath's head. Can I get a witness? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. When the Lord fights your battles, he'll take your enemies out. When the Lord fights your battles, he'll come up triumphant. When the Lord fights your battles, he'll win every time. Can I get a witness? The Lord will fight for you. But look at look, 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 look 14, 14b. He says, hold your peace. That means stand silent. It's one thing to stand still, but it's another thing to stand silent. Can I get a witness? I'm going to keep my mouth shut and let God do all of this. I don't have to fight you back with my tongue. I'm going to hold my peace. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Can I get a witness? Sometimes all God wants you to do is just hold your peace. Just be still and know that I'm God. Sometimes God is just saying, don't say a word. Just let me do all the fighting. Can I get a witness? You don't have to threaten anybody. You don't have to cuss anybody out. Just be silent and keep on praying. Can I get a witness? Hold your peace. But look at the final thing in verse 15. Why do you cry to me? Go forward. God is saying move out. The battle has already been fought. Move out. The victory has already been won. I dare you to stand on my word. I dare you to stand still. I dare you to stand by the power of my Holy Spirit. I dare you to stand in my word. I dare you to stand in prayer. I dare you to stand lock and loading with some other Christian. I dare you to stand in victory. I dare you to stand, yeah, giving me a banner, a wave shout. I, 
I, I dare you to stand reminding me of my promises. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. I dare you to stand. Won't the Lord show up? If you just stand, you got to stand still. You got to stand silent. You can't murmur and complain because the Lord is on your side. Can I get a witness? That's what the psalmist was talking about in Psalm 46.10 when he said, Though the earth be removed, though the mountains be cast into the midst of the sea, though the waters roar, there is a stream that shall make glad the city of God in spite of the movements, in spite of the madness, in spite of the miscues. Be still and know that I'm God. When do you know that he's God? He's going to clean it up. When do you know that he's God? He's going to wreck the enemy. When do you know that he's God? He's going to give me liberty. He's going to give me deliverance. I'm going to come out with a shout. That's when I know he's God. He's worthy. 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 To be praised. Be still. Be still in your standing, standing by, standing with, standing beside, standing under. Be still and know that I'm God. Let's stand on our feet this morning. Standing, grandstand. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here and you need to be saved. Jesus died for your sins, was buried, and rose again. Raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. He died for all your sins, was buried, and rose again. Be honest with God. Just put your hand there. I want to give my life to Jesus. Is there one? Is there one? Or perhaps you want to join our church in the Christian experience. Is there one? Amen. Amen. Come on, brother. Come on, brother. Right here. Bless the Lord. 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 Hello. Hey, brother. How you doing, man? Bless the Lord. Is there another? Step out. Can you come down here, please? Is there another? Step out. Give your life to Jesus this morning. He's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. Stand. And Paul says in Ephesians 6, and having done all, stand. Stand. We must learn, in spite of the obstacles, to stand. When we stand in faith, focus, fixed to the finish, God's got your back. May not come when you want him, but he's right on time. Turn to your name and say, he's an on-time God. I'm going to ask that you lovely people go with our ministers. Church, say amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Go to the kitchen and get your bucket.
We love you, CORE, Wednesday, Women Sharing, 6.30, Christine Fagans and Barbara Arnold. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the times of trouble, times of obstacles, times of uncertainties, give us the power to stand, knowing that you would never leave us nor forsake us. Bless our day, bless our family, bless us with insight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We love you. Have a great day. Stand.